So welcome to Almost the Famous. Do you remember what I just said to you, Matt? <laughs> yes, welcome to that. Almost the Famous. No. <laughs> welcome to Almost Famous. I'm Patrick. Uh, I have and been I'm a developer. Matt. Wait. Oh, go ahead. Go How ahead. do we want to okay. do Ready? <laughs> we'll, we'll, this is our this is our dry run. This is all going to go better, on the podcast. It's better. Yeah. If it, it's better if it goes like you, you, I'm me, and we are. Oh, that's yada, a good yada, yada. one. I like that. that so I go. So I go. Yeah. Hey, everybody! I'm Patrick, and I'm Matt, and we're and we're almost almost famous. famous. Yeah. Well, that's really corny. I know. Man, only <laughs> only a Canadian could think of something like that. That's like some straight up early two thousands, which is I'm guessing late two thousand tens in Canada. Yeah, yeah, that just okay. came out yeah, last year. It's like year. a decade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's right in alignment. <laughs> it's like time zones, but like across countries. <laughs> um, I think it would be funny too if I was like, "I'm Patrick, I'm Patrick," and you're like, "And I'm Patrick." <laughs> anyway, that's okay. That so. We're two idiots talking about our experiences in the land of being a remote developer um, yep. and sometimes not a remote developer. I think I've been a remote developer longer than I've been a developer, oh, a non-remote developer around. at this point. You are? Yeah, oh, very much. Nice. Like I, okay. out of 10 years, I'm at a 30% remote really? state now. Yeah. I'm at a 70% remote after oh. 10, 10 plus, 10, 10-ish years. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I am, no, but I will, I don't know if I could go back now. Oh, I don't, after totally, having done this. totally could not. I could not do, I don't know, man. I, I would have to, I would have to have like my own office and yeah. zero rules about being there on, on <laughs> oh, time yeah. or at all. <laughs> time wouldn't be. You could have an office for point. me. And if you walked yeah. in there and I wasn't there, you better not be mad. You know, like that's the <laughs> yeah. only way I'm going to have an office. Yeah. But. I, I, we have a, there's a general discussion between my wife and I of like, how much would it cost to convince me to actually go to an office? And it's a ridiculous <sighs> number. Like it's an absurd number that I just should never be paid. But mm-hmm. if you want to pay me that, I will yeah. happily go to your office. Yes. Um, yeah. I think yeah. we actually talked about this a little bit in our pilot episode with, um, probably with remote life and, and the advantages and disadvantages a little bit. Um, and uh, it's definitely an interesting, an interesting life. Well, like, yeah. what, what was your first, was your first remote job, what you're doing now, which is being sort of an independent contractor, or did you actually have a job with a company? So my first, so I, I was working for, I'll, I'll do my like recap just to give perspective. Um, but I did, I worked for like a small marketing company, a small town, and then it was Blackberry and Blackberry was kind of like a remote thing because for the short period of time I was there, I was part of their open source team. So I actually just got to hang out in these like community spaces with other development companies that are all little startups and stuff. And it was all just like, you're hanging out with friends, just doing your thing. There wasn't that context, like context of, of you have to be there from nine to five and all that business. So mm-hmm. that was kind of remotey. Uh, and then it was just like, re- like office job, office job, office job. And then 
start my own company with my friend and we worked out of his kitchen. Yeah. That was our remote work life. Interesting. Yeah. It worked ish. And, and that's what, that's what led into what you're doing now. And yeah. Yeah. Kind of- Cause I just posted a thing saying, Hey, I need some contract work. Cause I was thinking temp something before I find a new office job. Yeah. And it just lucked out that this turned out to be a, a whole bunch of work. <laughs> over yeah. an extended period of time, which I'm very happy with. And, yeah. uh, but it's different. It, it's so weird. Cause when I first started doing remote work, I was, I was always nervous about it. Like I have to be a hundred percent attentive from like 7am till 7pm. Nothing can be around me. And, and that started to, you know, piddle after a while. Mm-hmm. And then it became, well, I'll just go do my errands now. But then you end up, having weird hours and so it's only in the past like i'd say year and a quarter i kind of started setting myself at strict nine to five that's that's when i'm working and and then i'm not so do you like that better do you like it better that you've created a schedule for yourself where you're kind of like you're your own boss where you're telling yourself when you have to be at your desk you like that better yeah oh yeah i need it and i and i found that it's something I see that happens a lot and it's, it's not just me that, that does it, but like you, you let life take control of your scheduling. And when you do, instead of treating it like you actually have to be at your job from nine to five, it's too easy to end up staying up till three in the morning, trying to play catch up because you know, you had to take care of all these different things, but you're like, Oh, I still want to make the hours so I can bill for them. Like, right. you know what I mean? And, and there's, mm-hmm there's only so many which ways you can flex that. And I found having a general nine to five as my standard work day, there's exceptions obviously, but no, that it's, it keeps me on point more so. Yeah. Yeah. I find that, that, uh, that whole like catch up doing the catch up thing at nighttime is very unsustainable. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think you're, you're in a slightly different, um, like scenario than I am. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm definitely curious on like how you came to that point. Cause for me, it was like totally forced. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I like have, I've got too many responsibilities, so it's <laughs> everything started, has to be rigidly scheduled. Yeah. No, for me it started like, cause I, at first there was no rhyme or reason to any, like I could like our general consensus of, as long as you work anywhere from 7am, I think till 7pm in that time frame, nobody cares. Mm-hmm. And I would usually potentially start at like, you know, eight o'clock in the morning, work for two hours, then take a huge chunk of the day off and then work the rest in the evening. And some days that works out really well, but generally I don't do that because I started, I, I'd argue since I hit like 31, I couldn't, I couldn't sustainably stay up till two and three in the morning and wake up energized the next day. Mm-hmm. It just kind of like hit me out of nowhere. Cause I swear to God, all my twenties was just like, Oh, just stay up till four in the morning and then just wake up mm-hmm. at 7am. That's fine. I can't do that anymore. Yeah. It's just physically it's I can't. hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like last night I was up stupidly till five thirty in the morning. Yeah. Which was, but I was really in the zone and I got a lot of work done, 
And then I went to bed until I think nine o'clock this morning. And then I missed meetings and all those sort of things happen. And then I'm slow to start and, you know, rereading the same lines over and over again. But, you know, sometimes, like I said, there's an exception to the rule, but, um, it's, it's funny. I find how the things about working remotely that you're, you're super excited about at the beginning all become your undoing <laughs> very quickly. It's a hubris kind of thing, right? Yeah. I don't know about you, but like, I, well, I know you're not as big on like Twitter scene as I am sometimes. And, uh, man, I can blow a whole day on Twitter. Really? Just, oh, easily. Which oh. is why I had to start using software to block it. So I've, it I've seen me. those. I, I always am so curious about those use cases. Cause I'm like, who needs this? Oh, I love you know, it. Like, I oh. no not 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 Twitter. I'm saying like those all, those um, oh. uh, like app blockers. You know, yeah, no, I, I, I see do. them all over the place. Of like, oh, stop! You know, put in all the websites you don't want to be able to visit. And to me, I'm like, I mean, uh, just like as perspective, um, I only worked in this. I mean, I've been working in software for a really long time. Um, just not actively working in it. Um, I've been like writing software for a really long time. Um, but in like the web development sphere I've been doing for like the last decade and, um, I worked at like a marketing company that was not terrible. Like the, our boss was okay. And you know, the, the software was legacy and we were rewriting right. it in Laravel three at the time. And, um, vintage. <laughs> yeah, it was super vintage. It like had just broken where it was like stable Laravel three and people were starting to say, well, maybe, maybe Laravel might be better than code igniter. So let's, um, let's, let's see, maybe it's better than cake PHP. Uh, mm, I, so I didn't get it until 4.2. <laughs> yeah. I got yeah, really was... hooked on it at that point and I got my first PR into the repo and then I was like, oh yeah, lifetime. <laughs> yeah. I know when I, when we, when we first started using Laravel at that job, um, it was like, it was, it was even, even back then it was night and day between mm. using, um, I think, uh, coding I used, uh, active record and, um, and it was just like, it was just, it was, it was a little bit of a, like a shift in how you had to think about things. But okay. at the end of the day, it was like, um, it was night and day, like the yeah. ease of use and the power, like the powerfulness of being able to write something in Laravel. But anyway, I got to work with a bunch of really cool people that were um, like across the board types of people like I am where like I know, I know hardware and I know software and I know systems. You know, I've, I've kind of worked in IT in the, in like the IT sphere for a really long time. So mm -hmm. like, I don't, <laughs> I don't like go on to, you know, Wix or WordPress and like try and make my own blog. Like, I am too anal for my own good. <laughs> like I have, I have a website out there and it's, it's nothing. It's a 504, but it's a 504 page that I wrote and it appears because oh. I make you see it, you know, like, <laughs> like it could just be like a splash page that's like coming soon, but no, I want it to be like, you can't, you're not allowed 504. <laughs> Um, that's awesome. So, um, so anyway, uh, eventually it'll be something I, I, I've set it up. I, I, this is like a tangent. I've set it up so that I can actually write <laughs> blog posts from my phone. 
Um, oh, that's, that's cool. one of the things that I really don't like. Um, I don't like being able to, or being hooked to a, a particular system in yeah. order to get things done. Um, I, right. I, increasingly over the last decade, it's gotten worse. Like my, my feelings about it have gotten worse and worse and worse. We talked about it a little bit last time with like VS code being like sort of like one editor to rule them all. Um, and PHP storm is kind of like a very powerful, like one trick pony. Right. Um, and I've been trying to get away from like having to be at a specific system. Um, so anyway, I, I basically created a Laravel app that is going to be my blog. Mm -hmm. And it's also like, there's a backend to it. There's a backend, there's like a back door that I can use to, um, access Tinker from anywhere. Oh you, yeah. You were mentioning this. Yeah. So I actually got that working and it's it, it uses, um, like my own authentication so that not just anybody can go in and like randomly run code on my digital ocean right. server. Um, and so anyway, it's really cool. I actually used it from my phone one day. I like was That's using cool. Tinker from my phone. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> I'm a nerd. Um, but anyway, I've set up, uh, that's, that's just how I like, like things to be done. But anyway, that was yeah. my first job was getting to hang out with a bunch of other dudes that like to do that kind of stuff. Um, and like everything we had in that marketing company was in house. We didn't use any cloud services. It was like all servers on premise, you know? Um, yeah backups were done like man, like not manually, but we had to set the backups our, ourselves. Oh and, yeah. You know, it was, it was like, we, we hosted our own database and it was, it was, it was insane, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. And we all, yeah. we all worked in the same cubicle, like everyone else, like all the marketing people and the salespeople had their own cubicles, but we had like this like castle cubicle that That's we cool. all worked in. And um, anyway, that was fun. Uh, after that, I worked in an office sort of semi part time, like I could work from home if I wanted to, but they tended oh, okay. to like you to be in the office, but it was a bike ride from my house. Like it was oh, 15 nice. minutes of a bike ride from my house. And so I used to just ride my bike to work and that was my exercise. That's cool. Um, and then after that I went full remote. Okay. And then the next job I had after that was part time remote, most, most remote, mostly remote. And now I'm full remote again. I just, yeah. yeah, I, I, after, but, but working remotely, like I don't, I don't have any of like the social media hangups where I'm like on social media all the time. Like I right. only look if I know that something's happening, like, um, like my jujitsu Academy will put on there like, Oh, Hey, we're doing open mats today or this okay. weekend or, you know, they'll, they'll have some announcements. Awareness stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so I'll just check it really quick to be like, Oh, you know, when, when is open mat today or when, right. when is whatever going on? Um, or I'll get on Twitter. Like I think I've, I've get on Twitter maybe once every three or four days, mostly to see if you've posted anything <laughs> or, or if we should be doing something for the podcast, you know? Right. Um, but Twitter is, as I mentioned in the last episode, Twitter is um, the, that one type of alcohol that you drink that turns you into an asshole. Yeah. Um, oh and, yeah. And it that, that, that it's built that way. It's built to make you oh, out yeah. to be the worst human, the worst version of yourself. <laughs> well, the thing, the funny thing for me, so like uh, in general, social media, it, I'll, I'll check it and I check it. I find myself checking Facebook far more frequently only because I, I moved to a small town and I tried to keep up with 
the comings and goings because there's a big social group within the town on Facebook and it's kind of, oh, that's kind of cool. I can see if there's new events, you know, maybe there's something that I can sponsor. Just trying to get involved, you know? And the funny thing is, is that for, for me with Twitter, um, I only joined Twitter when I got my first dev job and I would go on Twitter, you know, I'd have that like open on one screen and then have everything else over here. Um, when I got that first gig and the funny thing was because of the fact that I kept, kept my eye on Twitter, that's how I met a bunch of the people that worked at Blackberry, which really jump started my whole career as a developer mm. was just connecting with people yeah, and just randomly. Cause they, they, there's lots of events that were hosted near my hometown and there would be like open source meetups and just talks and stuff like that. And that's kind of how it all, you know, snowballed. But no, I, I have to now use apps like Use Focus or Hey Focus. Yes. Yeah, it's Hey Focus. Hey Focus. Um, yeah, in order to tell myself to get the hell off the interweb. That's for at least. Focus. Yeah, it's a really, it's that, this one's actually really nice because you can inject oh, your down. own quotes into it. Interesting. And so I put in all these like inspirational quotes, which piss me off every single time I see them instead of inspiring me, but simultaneously, it's that reminder of what are you doing? Because sometimes, and, and, and it's like a quirk, maybe it's just something I've developed, but I'll open a new tab and before I've even thought of what am I gonna do on that tab, I'm typing face and then I'm like, whoa, why? That's so that's, strange. I That's habitual. Like yeah. that's not, I, that's, that's, that's a, you know, mem muscle memory thing going on there. And it's like, yeah, let's not do that. Uh, you know, it, it's, it, I think I, I, there's like maybe the only spot in my whole life where I practice moderation is with social media because I, at the same time that I'm not big into social media, like I don't get on Facebook and like post a bunch. I mean, I post pictures for my wife. Like I post right. pictures because she gets on my case because I always take like, <laughs> yeah. I'll take like five, half decent pictures but then i'll like hoard them on my phone and i won't post them or share them with anyone and yeah. she's like uh what happened to those pictures of the kids that you took on the hike and i'm like uh they're still on my phone yeah would you like to they're see them here you go privacy deal with it <laughs> right but uh so now i've been like posting the pictures for for her benefit um but aside from that like i don't uh get on facebook to do anything i I think yeah. it's because when I joined Facebook, I, it was when I was in college and you had to have a college uh, email address in order mm. to join Facebook because it was only for college students. And the only thing that we used it for was for the um, philosophy club that we started at my okay. college because there, there wasn't one and we started one. Yeah. Um, and so we used Facebook to organize the group. Um, and that was it. Like that was the only thing I, I used Facebook for. And then I eventually like it got popular and people like anybody, yeah. now anybody can join. And now I mean, I use it somewhat to keep like in contact with some of my relatives. Um, but yeah. usually that's only if we're going to take a trip. Like if we're going to go up to Vermont or New Hampshire, I'll message oh, okay. my relatives and be like, Hey, we're coming up these days. You know, yeah. if anything's convenient, let's meet up at, uh, you know, wherever and have some dinner or something. Yeah. Um, I find it's, it's messenger for family is definitely, useful because my family and group text messages just never 
That's not yeah. a thing. Yeah. It does not work. Well, like, like Twitter, Instagram. Uh, um, Oh yeah. You can't, that's all not those family. Things, yeah. I, I like, they're all the same. They all used to be the same for me. Like the same, mm. you know, like my GitHub, actually my GitHub was the first thing. Like I always, I originally had a GitHub and then everything else just followed that pattern where I, I was uh. PD Devons everywhere. Yeah. Um, because honestly, the only reason why I joined Twitter was to, um, use their API mm. because I needed okay. it for, for, for a project we were working on. And right. That was the only reason it was so I could test their API. Yeah. And, uh, and then eventually I used an, if this, then that to post pictures of from NASA. Um, oh, that's cool. But that was it. Like that's I mean, yeah. my old Twitter account. That's all it ever was. Uh, and now the only reason why I have a Twitter account is because of this podcast. And, uh, well, there we go. And that, that's that. Bringing it back. <laughs> yeah. Bring, bringing <laughs> back the, but now I'm not like PD Devons anymore, which is, which is great because, mm. uh, I don't want it to be associated with like my professional life. Uh, uh, I, I even took out like, I think last episode we were talking about um, like what's appropriate to put on your social media, you know, descriptions. <laughs> and I took out all my references and I just, you know, I think I replaced it with um, pragmatist in the streets, absurdist in the tweets. <laughs> and that's like, that's, yeah, I remember reading that. That's a perfect that. like explanation yeah. of me. <laughs> I'm perfectly pragmatic when you meet me as a human, but oh yeah, once you once you get down below that part, it's just complete absurdity. <laughs> once you scratch a little deeper, yeah. Um, um, I, some of my old coworkers um, endorsed me on LinkedIn again, another social media site that I never use. That's only I only have an account for um, for their API. Uh, they endorsed me for second impressions. <laughs> I like that. Um, so. But uh, yeah, I, 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 I've, I've never really been enticed by social media um, when I'm, when I'm working. Uh, I, I also, do you, this is a good, this is a good question for you. Do you yeah. have a personal laptop and a work laptop? No. Or is your work laptop your, also your personal laptop? It, my, I have my one, I have my primary machine and then I have a backup machine, which also acts as my Plex media server mm-hmm. and my uh, do as I please machine. Right. Like I just kind of dictate to it because it's a headless Mac mini. Right. Um, which I had a fiasco with when Catalina came out and I, and I still, I had to, you know, roll it back and I, I refused to do Catalina until I can have some confirmation that I can make it work as a remote machine. Cause mm-hmm. the, um, the remote management tool in OS, like in Mac OS mm-hmm. completely fails to help. It won't let you log in from the remote access. That's silly. Yeah. That's stupid. Cause if you're Cause an administrator of that machine, you should be able to do whatever you want. Exactly. If it, if it's, as long as it's turned on, that should be the only credential, yeah. but because they, uh, there are these security tweaks, um, the, like the agent can't run at the login screen. Mm-hmm. And so you can't actually get in. And then because of the way they've changed the new reboot, you actually end up in this like infinite loop yeah. of it, You have to plug a monitor in. And the challenge is that I only have this monitor that I'm recording with, right. which has no power button. You just, 
plug it in with the USB-C and the Apple computers can just, they just tell it to go on and tell it to go off. Right. And I'm like, that's so cool. However, here's the thing that kicks you in the balls is that if you unplug it from the Mac, from the laptop, plug it in the Mac mini, Mac mini is like, yeah, I don't know what that is. Yeah. It has to reboot. I guess to start with it plugged in Yeah. to make the connection work. And I'm like, so that's why I got away from using a Mac as my personal machine, to be honest with you. I've gotten Mm -hmm. away from all Apple products because I feel like they've gone down this, um, like they've gone too deep into the dark of the rabbit hole Mm -hmm. that is proprietary everything. Yeah. Um, I I don't dig that. I thought that, so I, I, I had a little hope because, um, Apple music, you can actually get an app there's a guy out there that made a web app for Apple music that you can run on a Linux machine. Oh, that's cool. And it's really awesome. Um, so I use that on my Linux machine to listen to Apple music because I subscribe to Apple music. Um, and like whatever it is, Spotify, it is whatever my, my wife's attached to Apple music. So there's no way I'm going to get her to switch to Spotify. So we just, we have Apple music. I'm an um, Apple music guy too. So it's okay. yeah. I mean, and like, I'm so familiar with it. I've tried Spotify before. I don't like it, whatever. It's my yeah. personal taste. Like don't, don't, don't at me. Um, <laughs> so, um, but anyway, uh, it's, it's really nice because Apple kind of opened up a little bit. I, I have a pixel and Apple music is an app I can download from Apple mm. on my pixel phone. You know, like I can still engage in their ecosystem. Um, yeah. In as far as my subscriptions are concerned, but I started seeing that tendency where it's like, um, you know, like an iPhone, like you have the lightning cable, like, cool. I get it. Like the lightning cables neat. It's small, whatever. Like, but like you got rid of the headphone jack, which I guess, I mean, arguments aside, the pixel three doesn't have a headphone jack either. It's got the USB C, but it's USB C, you know, like it's still a USB standard something. Yeah. Um, and um, with Apple, it was just like, you're going to all this like super ultra proprietary stuff. Like I thought it was kind of cool that they offer USB-C on their MacBooks. Like my MacBook yeah. work has four USB-C slots, but if you go, if you downgrade, like, I think it's the version under the one I have, it only gives you two USB-C slots and one yeah. of those is power. And then the other one is what? Like, I mean, I guess you got to have like a dongle that, exactly. you, know, you plug everything into. Um, yeah. Or if you go down to the Mac, the regular MacBooks, the non-pro MacBooks, it's just one. That should be. Is it, I think it's one on each side, isn't it? It's, I, I think it's just one. I think the, the oh, MacBook really? Pro, the entry-level MacBook Pro is one on each side. But I think the regular MacBook, and I, I may be wrong here. Mm. Um but I think I thought the regular MacBook or maybe it was the old MacBook air or whatever it was only had one yeah, USB-C on one side. I know my wife has the air and it's got one on each side. That's all I know. Okay. But, or at least I think it does. I don't really look at it very much. Yeah. I, it'd be interesting to, to actually confirm or deny that. But, but regardless, um, yeah. you know, I, no, I just I feel like they're, they're, they're going down this road where it's like, they're making decisions that are not based on like, even their own state. Like this is where windows well, got in trouble. You know what yeah. I mean? Like windows went down that road with like the zoom. I ha- I still have my zoom. I freaking love my zoom. 
it's such a cool little device. And if they had kept going with it and turned it into like evolved it, it would be something. They could have made I, like a Windows Zoom phone dealy knob yeah. that could have been cool, but they didn't. They like they they Microsoft just kills. They they shoot themselves in the. I own feel front. like. Anyway. Well, yeah, they do, uh, but who does? Uh, yeah. But I feel like Apple's biggest conflict is Apple's own in individual divisions. Because yeah. it's like, I get that they're trying to create this larger, like they do have a great ecosystem overall. Um, but that there are these quirks, like why do I have tons of lightning bolt cables to plug my yeah. iPad in and my iPhone? Like that's silly. Oh yeah. And then my keyboard and my, my trackpad, both of these plug in with that. Although thank goodness a designer had at least half a brainwave to not stick it on the bottom of the keyboard so that my keyboard would become completely <laughs> useless. Cause that's yeah. still to me is something it's like, I don't know how that passed any form of a quality control of any for like of any kind. And one last tangent of me raging on Apple, <laughs> this white damn magic keyboard. Uh huh. So we have a black keyboard on the laptop. We have the brand new full size space gray black keyboard, but yet for some deranged reason, this can't be made space gray, which is stupid because there's no legitimate reason. And secondly, they fixed these arrow keys on the new 16 inch MacBook pro. And yet there's no offering of this thing with proper arrow keys again, because look at this OG yeah i know the vintage one i know this, uh, with with the uh with the double, the, a, batteries. The double a batteries oh baby. yeah oh yeah yeah i never yeah. i never run out with this sucker yeah <laughs> it's crazy though like i actually i like the new the, this this newer design to it and i like the plug for it and everything else yeah but it's just like that's so like honest to god that's an afternoon of work to do that design and then just you know order a million of them <laughs> from your manufacturer. Cause they're like, honestly, like I just can't, I, I my brain just like, it, it's like it, it convulses when I look at their website and I'm like, you, you keep making all these things and yet this one tiny little adaptation and you will immediately sell thousands of them. Mm-hmm. Like tens of thousands of developers out there who all have like a key, like a laptop at home and have their Apple keyboard most likely are all going to be like, yeah, I'll take the space gray one. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. No question. That's a well, I, I will say thing. that um, this was a hand me down uh-huh. and I never would have bought this on my own. This is like a hundred dollars okay. and that's yeah. ridiculous for a Bluetooth oh, keyboard. No, yeah. They to are. me. <laughs> yeah. Um, like and and honestly, this was this was actually a, one of my my kids were playing with this because they wanted to play typing like daddy. And I was using <laughs> I was using this guy right here, this Logitech. Ooh. Remember how I was having Bluetooth issues? Uh-huh. Here's the culprit. <laughs> okay, I finally like decided because like I feel like I did this before and I tried this Mac this uh this Mac keyboard, this Bluetooth Mac keyboard, um and it and it still was giving me Bluetooth issues, but. I've been using it for over a week now and my Bluetooth hasn't cut out a single time. And this oh. has been off the whole time. So I think it's this, this is the culprit. This is causing my Bluetooth issues. And so I've had it for a long time. So I'm hoping that maybe 
I mean, it's got this really cool like ledge that I can use with yeah. um, some of my um, uh, tablets or my phone or whatever. So I might, yeah. might hang, keep it around for that. But I was thinking about contacting Logitech to see if they'll do I've anything always... about it. Cause I, I, I have the matching mouse, like they sell a yeah. separate mouse, but the mouse and the keyboard like connect together yeah. and then they both connect to your laptop or whatever with right. just one signal. And it's like this whole thing. But, yeah. but you can actually use the this keyboard and mouse on multiple systems yeah. um, just by moving like you can it's like live edge or something you move it oh, to the cool. edge have you and ever it'll seen transfer I've yeah. seen things like that yeah there was there's one an app that'll do use. that for you yeah there was um, one that logitech does it some guy made and then he ended up building a little business out of the whole thing because it's like the one that actually works across all platforms so I called back when I had sync 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 something i used something to have like it that. yeah i had i had it at one point <coughs> back yeah. when i had a windows tower as my like brute mm-hmm. force machine yeah um until i just gave up on that thing it was a piece of crap hp but yeah these are these are the troubles of remote <laughs> dev life because you have to deal with all your hardware on your own you don't have the ability to say, yeah, my thing doesn't work. Just give me another one. Yeah. Which is actually kind of funny when you think about it. Like, I mean, I know there's people in our general group or working group that have the power to say, Hey, just give me new machines. Yeah. But I don't have that. Yeah. If I want a new machine, I have to go buy it. And I was like, I'm, I'm already price planning for like a early ish, 2020 get of the new MacBook Pro to get rid of this god awful keyboard thing. Yeah, and, but I've already sold this laptop to my brother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> like, it'll work for you, just not for me. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's uh, it is. It's funny how um, it's it's again one of those like it's the double-edged sword, the pros and cons. Yeah. That the pro that is also a con of yeah. remote dev life is, yeah. I mean, like I can go out and I can have three or four different keyboards if I want them. Yeah. But, but then again, like, yeah, I got to pay for all of them and I got to support all of them. And, you know, but I also get to choose my (laughs) operating system. You know, that's also nice. You could work for a place that makes you work on windows. I, or I could just never, (laughs) the first, which is ironic because the first dev job I had, they gave me a windows machine and I was Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I gotta get used to this again. And then, uh, when I was at BlackBerry, they gave me a Linux machine. And I was like, what? Interesting. And then they're like, oh, and here's your MacBook Pro. And I'm like, S- what? Huh? So I get the laptop yeah. and, <laughs> for some reason, a Linux desktop. Interesting. Yeah. That was for the office or my cubicle space, which mm-hmm. I went to three times uh, in the total time yeah. I was there. I went wow. there three times. And then I would only ever go to... The, like I said, that community area where it was all, cause they were all university kids and I'm like around their age at the time, mm-hmm. except I'm working for Blackberry in the Blackberry area and they're doing little startups. And then all of them were like, Hey, can you do work on the side? Can you work on the side? <laughs> and I'm like, I sure can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was like introduction to freelance right there. But. Yeah, I think that uh, when I worked for that first marketing company, um, they gave us all um, 
Windows laptops. And I think the first thing we did was plug in our Linux USBs <laughs> and install Ubuntu or whatever our favorite flavor was. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so just, weird. Yeah. That's it's just one like, of those things. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, it's one of those things that it, it baffles my mind that any company would be like, here, use this machine now instead of it just being like, just get whatever you need. Yeah. And, and here's the seven things you have to download and the access you have to give us on this machine because you know, it's ours sort right. of thing. And it's like, that just seems so much less, uh, I don't know. I don't know what word I'm trying to say right now, but you know, jerky. <laughs> yeah, no, I know it's, but it's, I think it's the difference between what people think we are and what we really are. Which is, and I think that um, it's something that you learn as you gain more experience as a developer is that you're less of an, a, a mathematician and more of an artist. I would agree. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like, I think people think that we're, because we're like considered developers or engineers, it's more of a, um, like they think that we are mathematic, like we're, we're mathematicians, we're some kind of like, we're lot logicians or whatever. And that, you know, essentially we just need a computer that's, you know, blah, 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 blah. And they want to hand us our tools. Like the, like what you would do if like you hired a brand new mechanic at a, you well, know, yeah. you'd give them the tool, you'd give them the tools that you use in the, in the, in the shop, or they would use the tools that already exist in the shop if they didn't have their own. I won't get into the nitty gritty details that, disprove my point but um <clears throat> but I, it's it's more like being an artist where you wouldn't like have an artist come and paint a mural and be like okay you're only allowed to use these brushes yeah here's you your know? colors and your brushes yeah. <laughs> yeah like you can have these eight colors and these four yeah. brushes and like paint your mural you know you'd be like like hey man i just want a mural like yeah use your bring bring you know byot yeah <laughs> um, so one of the things i was actually gonna bring up with you um, in this one, because I saw it on Twitter recently. I started following this one guy. I can't remember his name, which, you know, whatever. It's Twitter. Um, he's posting all this stuff about this uh, working remotely, and their their whole business model is built around working remotely and some tool I think they're trying to develop for it. Because obviously that's a really growing thing. So they started talking, there was a few people talking about loneliness when it comes to remote dev life. It's 3 p.m. And apparently Siri heard me say, what time is it? Somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I hate this phone. Uh, <laughs> anyway. So outside of Siri being your Google friend. Google doesn't treat me like that. <laughs> yeah. um, it just listens all the time. It doesn't talk back. Yeah. Uh, loneliness. Like, do, do you ever find that you kind of just are kind of off on your own a little too much? Um, I don't, or is it just, right? I don't suffer from that problem. <laughs> um, yeah. I, uh, we were talking before we started recording. Um, I've been kind of like in a slump over the last few days and been feeling like I've just been depressed and, uh, you know, like little things set me off and like, it's just, mm. it's a sucky place to be. Um, but I think because I've like managed depression for a really, really long time that I have maybe developed my own mechanisms for dealing with the loneliness and I, I kind of have a philosophical bend on it too is that mm -hmm. 
being alone and being lonely are two separate things. And so, um, I'm not, I'm not really ever alone necessarily because I, you know, like obviously like we chat all most days. Um, even if it's just through text, we're, we're still chatting back and forth about work or whatever. Right. And, uh, and you know, just everybody else I work with, um, I can chat with them. Um, pair programming is really, really important where I work, mm-hmm. uh, for, for the company I work for. Um, we, we stress pair programming, um, because it, it helps, you know, it helps in so many ways that are like above and beyond like two people doing the same thing at the same time Yeah, and, and like wasting time. Um, uh, yeah. and so the loneliness portion to me, I, I guess maybe like if I was in a situation kind of like where you are, where you kind of have your own business and you don't have other employees necessarily, perhaps, uh, it'd be a different story for me, but uh, I think also, um, and I, I don't know, uh, if Cassandra has a job, but, um, for me, I mean, I, ha- I, I have breakfast with my family and then I come in and I work and then, yeah you know, I, I might pop out for a refill on my coffee at like 10 o'clock and I see them and I say hi. And then I pop back in, you know, I, I talk to them for five or 10 minutes and then I come back in and sit back down and start work again. And then I go to lunch and I come back, you know? Yeah. So it's, I think I mitigate that. Um, and this, you know, I, obviously your mileage may vary um, depending on, you know, the size of your family and your own household. But for me, like being alone or being lonely are just not factors um for for a number of reasons you know both both from my my history with um loneliness and stuff like that and also from a standpoint of like just my my current state of living with family and uh and how many people are in this house (laughs) right no i i'm i'm on a similar i mean similar ish there's there's definitely days where i'm like i am well it's usually days where nobody's responding to my messages on on slack because of the social groups but whatever there are there are definitely days where i'm like definitely feeling lonely but they're more it's almost like becoming um overwhelmed with freedom Mm -hmm. so it's like i can do anything i want right now but i kind of just want to talk to people but then there's nobody around to talk to which it's a real big quirk because normally in, in an office setting, like you're going to walk into someone, someone's around to talk to, to kind of get you out of that mentality. Yeah. But it's, it's interesting to see because there was some people ragging on, on working remotely. I was like, you have to be okay with loneliness and everything else. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think it's like, you just have to be okay with it, but you have to have strategies that make sure that you're feeling comfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I was going to say is like, this could actually be a whole episode in and of itself, like just mitigating, um, uh, isolation. I think yeah. that's really the core of it. It's not necessarily loneliness or feeling alone or being alone. It's like yeah. the whole idea of isolation for a lot of developers who perhaps aren't married or don't have significant mm. others or don't have, you know, families, children, whatever, right. um, you know, uh, isolation can definitely eat away at you and being, being forced in an office environment for, and I, I, perhaps it's a trope that developers are like nerdy loners or like unsocial, antisocial, whatever. Um, but I, I, I just really don't believe that even people who are unsocial or 
you know, I think people who are antisocial um, don't care about loneliness. So I'm not really mm. talking to those people. Um, but people who are just unsocial or awkward, or not awkward, but like anxious in social yeah. situations. Um, I think that there's definitely something to be said about how do you, um, what are strategies that you can employ so that you don't have to feel isolated? Right. You know, like yeah. it's one thing to be unsocial or to be anxious in social situations. I, I get like that sometimes too, like where I just, I don't know how to act in, in yeah. amongst people. I just need to be alone. Um, yeah. But, or, or, or being alone feels more comfortable or whatever. Um, right. But, but then there's that, that, that opposite pull of isolation and uh, uh, not wanting to be isolated or, or whatever. Um, and, and I think that's an interesting topic. I think we should put that on the board. Yeah. That should definitely go on the board for, for our whole episode, because I think that's really interesting. Um, I think that's an interesting thing that we could flesh out because I, I, both of us have been, I mean, you've been working for three or four years, um, uh, hundred percent remotely. And I've been seven years, hundred percent remotely. So I think between the two of us, we've got a, a wealth of, of experiences for, um, sort of strategies to well yeah keep from feeling so isolated oh yeah and the flip side of like how you desperately just don't want to have any more meetings in a single day and you just want time yourself it's remarkable how much it can flip one way or another just you know oh i know finger yep for sure i know there's there's some days where i'm like can 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 i just like pair program with somebody and then there's other days where i've got (laughs) like meetings almost back to back to back where i'm like gosh just give me two seconds to myself so i can just like write clear one my line head and, and write like just you know, one line yeah and then let I'll me just write like good. one function that does something <laughs> yeah. useful and i'll yes. feel like my day is complete yeah yeah or a test let me write a test that i know yeah mm. even if it fails like at least it's, yeah, yeah i know it's testing fine. something <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's awesome so uh where can we find you maddie launce yeah it's maddie m-a-t-t-y l-a-n-t-z with an ampersand at the front or, or Z depending or Z. on where you're from or Z or Z most likely Z Z. Yeah. Well, no listeners is probably gonna be most likely Z. Yeah, probably. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Realistically. There's so few I mean, Canadians. Why are there more Canadians listening to podcasts when it's so cold outside? You'd think, right? They're like, like sitting inside, huddled around like uh, like, <laughs> like an a old radio, radio like, <laughs> with like the aux cable plugged in and they're listening to all their favorite podcasts. Uh, and of course, we're at the top of that list. I love it. Yeah. With our two, our two listeners, you and me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's priceless. But yeah, that's where they can find me. How about you? Cool. Uh, I am also on Twitter, barely at <laughs> underscore underscore no chill. The O is a zero um, because I want to make it as hard as possible for you to at me. Um, <laughs> and I am no chill. I have no chill. That's why there's two underscores because underscore no chill was taken and uh, and no chill was taken. So I got to be underscore underscore no chill. My my M Lance was taken. It was a, it's a Mike Lance out of Vegas. I was like, oh, dude, come on. Next I'm time that, we're in Vegas, I'm we should M-Lons find him everything. and just go beat him up. We sh- should maybe <laughs> buy him a drink. Or, 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 or we could go and just say, hey, I'm sorry. I would really yeah. like this username. Okay. We'll if you don't mind. <laughs> if it wouldn't be too much trouble. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I like uh, it. 
and or you can or you can add us directly at uh, almost famous oh. the 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 the, fa- the f in in famous is actually php so yeah. almost php amos yes <laughs> is there a u in there did you write that one oh yeah okay it's definitely the canadian spelling i think the american spell it with a u too i could see that but, yeah well, I should say uh, Americans, Americans, because you're not a real American, you know. It's it's true. I'm just a <laughs> North so American. You're, you're North American. <laughs> the um, you're we a We should get an illustration of a guy like an Amos looking guy. <laughs> Amos, yeah. yeah, a PHP Amos. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, and what is an Amos? Is that like a guy in overalls I, with like a straw hat and like yeah. a piece of wheat out of his mouth? I was thinking Amos. like you know like a Amish Mennonite kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Yeah. We'll get that's on that. Me. Let's let's yeah. let's hit up Fiverr for that one. Yeah. Or if you're a designer, just just you know, message us on Twitter. Oh yeah. Put us put it right on Twitter. Give us free yeah. stuff, please. Send us free or, things. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I have no money. <laughs> we have to keep buying keyboards. Come on. I, I have too many kids. I've got no money. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, thanks thanks to everybody who's listening and thanks Matt for 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 being the nice half of this podcast. <laughs> I'm the laughing half. That's okay. Yeah, you're the you're the you're the funny stable. I would be a good I think I'd be a very good um like audience member that's got the cue for laughter. Oh, oh, like the laugh. You're the you're the laugh track. The laugh track. track. Yes. You, it'd be a really sad a laugh track because you'd be one guy just <laughs> yes. like filmed in front of a live studio audience. You do something funny, it's just one guy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's perfect i'm gonna make videos of this now Uh, okay (laughs) okay all right bye everyone (laughs) bye